Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to That Christian Geeky Couple. From Boise, Idaho, this is Adam. And Andrea Graham. And uh, we have got uh, The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. On The Flash, we have Escape from Earth 2, where... Uh, the Flash and friends try to escape from Earth 2, and I guess we can divide this into discussing the Earth 2 plot and the Earth 1 plot. The Earth 2 plot uh, basically has Wells and Cisco um, going to uh, get Barry um, out. I was a, and uh, enlisting the aid of Killer Frost. I was a little disappointed because Cisco took Reverb's equipment, and I was hoping that we would see uh, some sort of effort to, of him to use his powers. And he doesn't use his powers at all. Now there is a slight explanation given to him. And it will, I guess we'll get into that. Um, it's the same reason that Barry, as the Flash, couldn't um, um, vibrate his way out of the cell. Because they were on Earth 2, he couldn't vibrate. Um, he couldn't uh, vibe here. Uh, so that was what's, uh, what stopped them on Earth 2. Um, I did like the Flash imprisoned. They couldn't, except when they could. Well, we'll talk about that. I did like the first part of The Flash in prison, where Jesse's pretty much given up, and he's still sitting there being Mr. Hopeful and uh, trying to find a way out. I am curious about that guy in the corner, too. So I liked a lot of the prison themes. Uh, and then our rescue team shows up, uh, led by... Uh, uh, in, including the Earth 2 Barry Allen. Adam, it's obvious who the guy in the corner is. He's a man in the Iron Mask. <laughs> so he's just the King of France. Yeah, wasn't it obvious? Okay, so we'll find out by the end of the season, hopefully, if this is the King of France or who it is. Um, you know I'm being silly, but seriously, he's locked up in a dungeon, he's wearing a mask. You, I wonder if it's the Earth-1 version of whoever the Reverse Flash is. Um, um, isn't he Eobard Thawne? No, that, or I mean the Earth-1 version of whoever Zoom is. Um, but isn't Zoom Eobard Thawne? No, I don't think so. You said that that wasn't an alternate identity of Eobard Thawne. In the comic books, Zoom and Reverse Flash are exactly the same, but on the TV show, they are different characters, so... You know, so far, they've been pretty consistent with the books. Well, not in all cases. Um, I think that they introduced uh, Killer Frost on Earth 2, 
um, to kind of answer the question that a lot of people have been asking about Caitlyn is, you know, when is she going to become Killer Frost? And the answer is she's not. That the Earth uh, 2 version of Caitlyn Snow is Killer Frost. Caitlyn is just, uh, well, Caitlyn. Um, but at any rate, in the middle of the rescue scene where uh, uh, Wells, Cisco, uh, Killer Frost, and Earth 2 Barry and Iris climb up to uh, Zoom's secret lair, uh, we have a very odd scene where Earth 2 okay. Barry... I just had a, you know, you have that, but have they ever had... But question, have they yet had somebody who was a different person than... I mean, Killer Frost was still a Caitlyn Snow. Have they ever had the one of these characters on and it be a different secret identity? Ah, uh, that's they true. They even had, you know, it. I mean, they even brought out. They've even brought out the both of the Flash's secret identities, or two of them. In fact, now they've brought on the third, his third secret identity, Wallaby West. Or, and I'm. Um, he may yet become a Flash too himself. In fact, they've already had foreshadowed him. Uh, he's kind of into really fast cars. Yes, that's possible. Um, I am curious to see. I, I doubt it's going. They have been building this up all season, so I, I think it will be a surprise. But at any rate, when they do get in for the rescue, um, it's Earth to Barry who gives Earth-1 Barry has not been able to vibrate out because he's on a different Earth. However, Earth-2 Barry gives the Flash a, an amazing pep talk, and he is able to uh, vibrate when he couldn't before because of the natural laws of Earth-2. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Um, you wrote yourselves into a corner! And you just threw fairy dust at the problem. Yeah, that was a somewhat disappointing resolution. I do think... There were so many different ways they could have handled that. They could have... I mean, something as simple as them have, uh, Cisco also having figured out a way to vibe, even once. And then... The guy, same guy who figured out how to help Cisco vibe here could plausibly help him to figure out how to just vibrate slightly differently. Yeah. But without any help whatsoever? I don't think so. Well, I, I think... That was cheating. That was cheating, cheating, cheating. There does seem to be this suggestion in the episode that whether you're the Earth 2 you or the Earth 1 you, that there are similarities. Um, that the reason that Killer Frost helped them out was Cisco was able to connect to the things that were similar between uh, Killer Frost and Caitlin on Earth 1. And uh, the and the way that uh, the Flash was able to escape was because Barry connected to his Barryness, which is just kind and his heroic nature, which on this Earth is just hidden under his twerpiness nature. Um, I guess. Well, they're basically trying to show us just. Um, 
how just how different he would have been turned out if he hadn't uh, if his mom hadn't died but it suggests that there's a lot of similarities to the person underneath and yeah but that's what it's saying you're base you're still that you've had they've different things have happened to him he's had different experiences there is the same core nature but the nurture has been slightly different yeah it must have been very different with killer frost so that's the it doesn't yeah it does make you wonder what happened <laughs> with to make the bag the ones that went bad go bad and then we have the earth one plot with jay garrick um fighting and finally getting the ninth version of the uh, Velocity, Velocity 9, which powered him to fight the villain and then heroically go off and take a nap. And uh, the villain is dealt, uh, is dealt with and uh, he assaults the lab and Caitlin, shoot, and Caitlin shoots him with a magic anti-supervillain uh, gun. And thus the thus the Earth One the Earth Two Flash Jay Garrick triumphs, I guess. Um, it was it was just like, huh? I I, I was kind of befuddled by the um, way that that um, worked out because it's like. The Earth, like, Jay Garrick doesn't save the day. That was what the whole plot was building up to. Jay Garrick was in the other room taking a nap when Geomancer goes down. I mean, it's like, what? And he sleeps through how much? About an hour or so. and An hour or so of what? Uh, well, he, he's... He, you get what I'm getting at yet? Yeah. He manages to sleep through how much noise, chaos? <laughs> you know, he manages to sleep... Uh, That's to... like, I mean, sleeping through Neuromancer, or whatever his name is, is like sleeping through an earthquake. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Jay Garrett, the Flash, with the power of super sleep. <sighs> they're doing a great job of showing how ill he is um and then, then there was something really weird at iris's job where she has a new editor who basically throws out her story on the uh on jake eric's a new editor who comes shows up out of nowhere without explanation and she's got to get a new story she talks to jay garrick doesn't get any interview sees him run off to with the velocity nine and then go off and take a nap and say she's got enough for her story how what story what is this editor doing being introduced um two-thirds of the way through the season uh just to be a jerk they must have had a minor actor walk off suddenly. And they just thought they maybe could just sneak in a cast, such a minor cast change right past us. Nope. Nope, no, 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 no. We noticed. Well, I don't think it was something that was meant to be unnoticed. I mean, he said, I'm your new editor, but it's like, why? But again, that was just totally forced. Yeah, and then we get to the ending where everybody escapes 
um, Earth 2 to Earth 1. And um, Jay Garrick, um, after throwing in the... Is this going to be a spoiler? Spoilers. Always spoilers. Always spoilers. Um, Jay Garrick gets pulled in by Zoom. Spoilers. We already declared it. Yes, but it's fun. Okay. But, and... you know, on one hand, it was necessary for the season-long arc to continue because leaving the Earth 2 situation as uh, Wells from Earth 2 and his daughter have moved to Earth 1, the end would not be very satisfying, particularly after the way Zoom uh, kicked Barry's tail. But it's just unfortunate that it has to continue on that um, note um, of Garrick just inexplicably standing by there and Zoom managing to get one arm uh, through before the last uh, breach seals between dimensions. So, he's like dead now. No, he's not dead. He vibrated his hand right through Garrick's chest. I don't think he squeezed his heart, though. Uh, I think that... The assumption is that going looked like a pretty mortal wound to me. Well, I think the assumption that Barry's going to operate on is that uh, Garrick is still alive and he has to get back to Earth 2 in order to there, rescue. They pretty much established there is no way back. Well, he's got to find a way back. No, Garrick is dead. I don't. I don't think so. I think they're going to play it another way. Because they he's got and to face Zoom. Not unless the other just goes, okay, too. Well. Those that type of wound has always been mortal before in this show. Well, he was moving so fast, it was hard to tell what happened. But I I think that, yeah, the, the season plot arc um, goes along. Um, overall, actually talking about it, I like it less is weird. Um, I mean, I, I, I think it was pacey, it was exciting, but the more I think about it, the more that there were just so many uh, plot holes and inexplicable things about it. Um, I will give it a 6 out of 10. I just independently decided to give it 6 too. Okay, okay. Uh, I, everybody believes you that it was independent. You stole my rating. I <laughs> did not. You did do. All right. Moving on. We turn to Legends of Tomorrow and Failsafe. And in it, it's the rescue from the Soviet prison of everybody who got in prison from last week. And uh, uh, Rip Hunter decides, as he understands, that Sarah Lance is trying to recover her humanity from being a uh, deadly assassin and doesn't want to be just a killing machine. And so in respecting that, he tells her that it's her job to shoot uh, Martin Stein in, uh, in the heart uh, if, the mission sh- if the mission to rescue them should go wrong. What in the world is Rip Hunter thinking? What in the world is Rip Hunter thinking? Well, yeah, it, it it's an it's an odd thing, and he tells me I'm going to get to sing that a lot. Well, it, you know, I think it does put her in a situation, and in many ways, uh, it's because he took a very limited view of the mission, and it is 
is an, a way in which he uh, definitely does distinguish himself from the Doctor, because this is definitely not something the Doctor uh, would do. So it, it does help us. Th Maybe the War Doctor. No, not even the War Doctor. Maybe the War Doctor was prepared to blow up his entire planet. Well, that took a lot of time. Um, actually, as you... Anyway... But uh, regardless, it puts her in a situation where once again, Captain Cold finds himself in the position of being the voice of moral reason um, and basically challenging her on the whole idea in subtle ways, uh, you know, in his suggestion, you know, um, in his suggestion that she's doing something wrong by taking out one of the team and also also, the thought on the whole thing is just occurred. I'm sorry, but sometimes my brain thinks slower than yours. Is you know what is he thinking? He didn't seem too shocked or surprised that she didn't take the shot. In fact, he seemed rather proud of her, and kind of smug about it. I think that's what he was expecting all along. He was trying to show her. See, you're not all that bad. You couldn't take out your own teammate. You have a, you have a, you're human still. You have a conscience. That was a huge gamble. Well, the thing is, he only did that um, after he had uh, decided to send in um, Shiera and Jefferson Jackson. Um, so you like yeah, throughout most of the episodes, you had. Uh, Captain Cold, Leonard Snart, sitting there being the voice of conscience, questioning. Like he had plans A, B, C. Uh, what Sarah was doing, and uh, it, it's interesting because uh, Snart plays that role, and then when he gets into the cell block, he um, almost leaves uh, Ray Palmer behind because Ray Palmer has been knocked um, silly unconscious. After going into great lengths about how he views this as a cream and you don't leave your pe people behind. But that was mainly to allow Heatwave a moment to show his own character growth. So I kind of, having Snart after he'd made that big of a deal about not leaving anybody behind, suggesting they leave Palmer behind, um, I, I really had uh, mixed feelings on that. I think it was just that Palmer had been irritating the guy a lot. Well, you don't leave anybody behind unless they're irritating. And I do think you, you really did get a picture of snart of uh, Palmer's character in this. I think also his uh, feeling is basically uh, Palmer was really annoying him and also the Rip Hunter's behavior has really shaken his confidence. And he was basically, I think, somewhere in his mind, he was thinking the others are all going to um, side with, or are going to be, would pretty much side with this guy. I, um, Rip Hunter's behavior combined with that girl going along with him is what, it really shook his confidence in the team, Snarks. He really 
to see Rip Hunter and the White Canary. White Canary going along with us, something that's completely against his values. He's basically doesn't tr- it really undercut his trust in like when are these people are going to stab me in the back? Especially since I'm just to their minds a low life or crook, so that's why he's basically I can't rely on these people. I'm just it's so it's just it's going back to it's just me and you. Well, yeah, uh, I because at this because he's feeling at the moment like this is the only one I can trust. Right, I I can kind of see that. Um, you know, I I think Ray Palmer's character definitely does shine, even though he didn't get to do anything that was actually uh, helpful. He did get to do some things that were actually, you know, heroic. He stood up for an old man who was being pushed around by some of the prison bullies and took a beating for it, which basically um, made uh, Heatwave think that he was just um, a fool and, you know, a really big one. Uh, And then uh, when they were tied up, he basically took the beating took the beating for heatwave so that um uh by egging the guard to beat him up uh instead and so you do see the nobility of the character and how that does play a, a role on the team at least may have earned him some respect like i said i really look for hope he's able to deliver something you know a great moment before this uh season is over then we had uh, Jefferson Jackson um, really deciding to go uh, into the heart of the battle to uh, save Stein and with Shiera. Uh, and there's, you know, his constant use uh, or constant view of this as being on a football team and not wanting to be sidelined and wanting to be in the game, in the action, and uh, even putting on the... Uh, speed uh, to uh, run and to flip the light, you know, just wanting to play a role. I think it does show, again, the strength of his character and bringing bringing him in even at the last minute. And uh, that was some good development for him because he was very reluctant to even be on this team at first. And now he's basically, you know, rushing in to help at great personal risk. When in a situation where the other teammates were definitely in serious trouble and needing the help, so that was really showed his more noble side. Yeah, and um, I I think it's a reminder to Rip Hunter, you know, not to underestimate any member of his team. Um, and of course, we still had Professor Stein, who you know continues to be you know a really interesting character, and I particularly liked his uh, confrontation of the Soviet uh, scientist. You know, it's you know it's too often in movies that uh, even today Hollywood's pr- uh, afraid to portray the Soviets as actual uh, bad guys who had uh, bad. Um, uh, a bad agenda. The, generally, like even in Indiana Jones, they went for more misunderstood Soviets. Uh, so I liked that, and I liked uh, overall his um, dedication, and certainly that character was under uh, under fire and being tested this week. Under fire, okay, that was um, an unintentional pun. I personally found the scene where the Soviet doctor raped him very interesting. 
You don't remember that scene, do you? Do you know what I'm talking about? Where they uh, merged. Where she forced him to merge with him, which is kind of has rapish implications. Yeah. People think about this. We don't want to think about this when he's doing it with a boy. And you would, ex- you know, for, expect the proper person to share a body with to be a, you know, the same sex as you. For, I understand that. Well. But the, that is an awful intimate thing. If you think about it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. They can't. Um, but I just found that interesting. Yes. Very. Um, overall, I found this episode probably to be the best of the se- of the series so far. We did not actually have a vote on whether to continue the mission, which is always good. I think the characters all felt better and you feel like they're getting... It says something also about her mind in a way, because the way she said it, have you, the, uh, have you ever merged with a woman? Her tone and the, you know... It just interesting to me that they had her, you know, they, they did have her say that in a slightly sensuous, evil tone. Yes. But they, with the guys, they kind of play it cool and straight. And Okay, thank you. But suddenly with a woman, they, they, there's suddenly that subtle implications that she is in some way raping him. Yes. All right. Thanks so much. Um, okay. So, overall, we are moving on to overall thoughts. Um, I think this episode is the best so far in the series. We did not have a vote on whether to continue the mission, which is always nice. I think the character's really starting to gel for the most part, and uh, I think that it's definitely taken some good steps forward. So, I will give this episode a solid... Uh, Eight legends out of ten. What say you? Eight legends out of ten. Well, it was awfully violent, this episode. Hmm, seven and a half. Okay. And we'll uh, follow up on some other things uh, in our next podcast, but I will offer a couple quick audio drama reviews, speaking of uh, Doctor Who. And I've continued to listen to some of the old ones, uh from Big Finish from 2000. We have Doctor Who Red Dawn. In this one, the uh, fifth Doctor and Perry arrive on Mars for the landing of the first manned mission, which is meant by the Ice Warriors. Overall, I had some uh, mixed feelings on this one. It starts off kind of slow, but it gets interesting as soon as the Ice Warriors have shown up. Um, I have seen very little of, actually none of the classic series Ice Warriors, so it was a bit of a treat. They're more complex and uh, somewhat unpredictable characters with a bit of a sense of honor and a warrior code, which really does play into this episode, as well as providing a great climactic scene. So it's a bit mixed, but overall I will give Red Dawn six uh, TARDISes out of ten. Also, we have Doctor Who Spaceport Fear. This is a more recent release uh, featuring the Sixth Doctor and Mel. And they land on a spaceport where uh, a a civilization has been existing for uh, nearly half a millennia. uh, 
and they have formed separate societies with the, the business class and the economy class competing uh, for various roles on the station. In, in many ways, this is reminiscent of a lot of Doctor Who uh, stories. Uh, in the classic era, you think back to Paradise Towers or The Face of Evil. Um, this uh, idea of a society getting stranded and then kind of building up a mythology or civilization under the roles that they used to play. It does have a better uh, villain and a more interesting uh, actor uh, in the role. The fourth episode kind of dragged and it was written with the idea of giving Mel a chance to show off her computer skill. Uh, Mel, who was a companion for the sixth and seventh Doctor, uh, are often is often portrayed as just a bit of uh, fluff, but she was actually an ex uh, computer expert. And they go ahead and they use that here, but they use it in such a way that she basically solves it with just a very simple uh, way at the end, which is kind of cheap. Plus, I don't care for how they dealt with the villain in this one. Uh, overall, though, it had some interesting moments. It was not a bad release, but I will just give it six tortoises out of ten. All right, well, we'll have another podcast where we will be discussing City on the Edge of Forever and then Squirrel Girl. In the meantime, send your comments to Adam at adamsweb.us. Uh, from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam. And Andrew Graham. Signing off. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.